hell is going on? Cole, you're too young to understand, okay? Just trust me. Fuck you! Cole! I am. Drag, drag. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Have you checked me, children? We all go a little mad sometimes. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of From Dust Till Dawn. I am your host, Dawn. This is a horror movie review podcast where we like to watch some horror movies and then review it. Duh. Um, the way that we choose our horror films is that we go to a horror movie generator, hit generate, let it happen, watch it, and review that shit. This week, the horror movie generator brought up 2017's The Babysitter. That's right, directed by MCG. Now. This is a little bit of a weird um, name for a director, uh, but the man has done, he did Charlie's Angels, he did This Means War, he did Terminator Salvation, uh, he did this movie, obviously, and its sequel, but uh, he did some of my favorite videos of all time, uh, One Week from The Bare Naked Ladies. He did All-Star from Smash Mouth. He did Sugar Ray's Every morning I go halo hanging round the town living down there, bam, bam. I don't know the lyrics, but those were big hits when I was a child. So, um, yeah, he, he's he got his uh, finger on the pulse of this zeitgeist that we call uh, um, media slash entertainment. So... Pretty cool. Uh, this movie got a 6.5 on IMDb. Sorry, a 6.3 and a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it got a pretty average score. And the plot reads, when Cole stays up past his bedtime, he discovers that his hot babysitter belongs to a satanic cult that will stop at nothing to keep him quiet. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so let's just uh, jump into it here. This movie, I went into it not knowing anything that was going on. I hear The Babysitter, and I just assume it's going to be a movie about um, a babysitter watching a kid, and then a killer coming. And I'm always kind of in for that. I'm always down for that. This definitely unfolded in probably the best way possible. Uh, Now, do I love slasher Movies that are just babysitters that are watching a kid and then a killer comes and they have to defend themselves and certain characters flop in, in and out, the boyfriend, the cops, the milkman, whoever, and then they get slain. Of course, I love that. But the way that this kind of opened up was uh, interesting. Um, Good interesting, sure, I would maybe say that, but... uh, yeah, it was kind of meta because it was filled with um, a bunch of horror tropes such as babysitters and party at the parents' house. And uh, it was definitely a fun watch. And the way that it kind of unfolded and um, it was good. It Now, after the initial, um, after the initial uh, kind of um, start of, okay, this isn't, the movie that I assumed that it was going to be, but you shouldn't assume because it makes an ass out of me. You know what? Make sure that you go watch this before you listen to this because it's on Netflix. I'd go watch it. It's not a very long movie. 
it, it, um, it went by really fast. The pacing was r really good. I'd go watch it though, just so I don't spoil anything for you. But the way that it unfolded was, uh, was all right. It was a, a, a little predictable just because, um, I mean, there's only really one character that you're kind of watching in this. And if he dies, then that's the end of the movie. So you kind of know that no one's going to get him within the first like 30 minutes because it's not a 30 minute movie. It is an hour and 25 minutes. And that is my sweet spot. Unless the movie has a lot of kind of context behind it and needs to kind of strip away the different uh, layers of our characters. But this didn't need that because it followed the horror tropes. We had our jock. We had our cheerleader. We had the outsider. We had the funny guy. We had the final girl. Now, did they end up being that in the end? Well, you just watched the movie on Netflix, I assume. So, no, they were all the actual uh, killers in this film. So we see our buddy Cole at the starting, and he's kind of a nerd, I don't know how old he is. His uh, dad uh, takes him for, I assumed right away that he was in in like high school, like starting a high school or what do they call it? Junior high where you're kind of in grade seven or eight. I assumed he might have been like 11, 12, but his dad takes him out to uh, teach him how to drive to get his driver's license. Now, when I was a young kid, my mom would let me drive around to kind of learn how to drive before I was 14. I don't know if she's going to get arrested for that, but um, she would do it just to like, I don't know, help me out. And I would know how to drive when I'm 16. Now that's the age in where I live that you have to be. So when I saw him in there, I'm like, oh, he's supposed to be 16. I don't know about that. But maybe once again, he was young and his dad was just being fun. They were, they weren't on the road. They were just in a parking lot. So I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to dig pretty deep to get that answer. Um, anyway, so Cole's kind of picked on, um, Cole also looks so much like Jimmy Fallon. I could not see it after I thought that. And for the people who are listening to this, like 300 years into the future, Jimmy Fallon was a, uh, SNL cast member, and then um, unfortunately got his own talk show. Uh, look him up. He's, you probably forgot about him because he most likely got canceled for, I don't know. He looks like he's got secrets. Kind of another horror trope in this movie. They're in the, the, the big bright neighborhood with the green grass and the huge houses that were all built uh, after the war and the six-story wood houses with six cars in the driveway and the trees with full of leaves and stuff. So you assume immediately nothing bad can happen here. Nothing bad has ever happened here until that one faithful night. Not night with a K, but night with an N. N-I-G-H-T. At the very starting, when you don't know the next, what what's about to unfold, I'm like, best babysitter ever. First, they have a dance party. Then they have a pool party. Then they have a pizza party. And then they have a movie night. Like, that's pretty amazing. And the movie is outside um, with a projector. So that's pretty cool. Also, there is a chicken print couch that I need. Or I'll take the um, shirt version of that. Just a shirt covered, uh, a button-up just covered in chickens. 
please and thank you. So after all that, the the mom tells the babysitter before they go off to the Hyatt, live in large baby. She says, he's got to be in bed by 10. Uh, he just needs to get his sleep. The babysitter abides by that rule, sends him up there, says, I'll give you a shot so that you can go to bed and you can fall asleep. That's where things get weird because I thought that she was just joking and then she actually goes and gets him a shot. So immediately I was like, oh, something's a little bit different here. Uh, he goes up. He doesn't actually take the shot. Um, he throws it in the planter, which I'm like, easy on the plants. I don't think that they really like uh, blue curacao. Um, and he goes up to bed and then the party really starts. The uh, Her friends come over. And like I said, it's the horror trope gang, the, uh, the nerd, the, uh, the jock, the cheerleader, the outsider, the funny pranky one. And then she would be the final girl. And I was like, all right, this is working out. There's going to be some asshole coming through the door with a mask on, ready to chop up some teenagers. That's not what happened. And you should know because you watched it, right? Um, I like and the way that they introduced each character is that they played spin the bottle and it landed on everyone. And I'm like, okay, that's who that is. That's who that is. That's who that is. Um, and then, uh, and then they're, they're playing truth or dare. And then they, they start kissing each other. Everyone gets a kiss and then it comes up to the nerd and out of nowhere, our main girl over here, uh, Samara weaving, who is playing B in this uh and cole who is the child being taken care of is played by uh uh judah lewis um joda lewis i believe in you you know how i'm bad with uh with names um and the nerd gets stabbed in the head and you're kind of immediately like what the fuck oh and they're also playing with uh like titles on the screen when that happens. So like the first thing, uh, like when I was thinking, what the fuck, um, it, it came up on the screen. What the fuck? Literally when I was saying it in my head. So I'm like, they already know that everyone's going to be shocked because they did do a really good job kind of playing it off. Like nothing was, was going to happen. Chalices after the nerd is stabbed and start drinking his blood. Uh, was like, okay. And then they start saying, we got to get it. We got to get it. It's not, uh, it's not pouring out for me good enough. And they're all going to drink the blood. And, um, then it just starts squirting out of the head when, uh, one of the, the, the funny prank guy is like, it's not coming out. It's not coming out. And the amount of blood squirt and blood in this movie is like Tarantino level, then I was like, okay, we're going to be a little campy here. This is good. I, I enjoy this. We're going to, we're going to go the funny route of this. And it was funny. Good ride. Enjoyed it. The kid, when they were playing spin the bottle came downstairs and started spying on them um, because he thought that they were going to have an orgy and he watches them. He sees what happens with the nerd gets stabbed in the head and they start drinking his blood and um he calls the cops like anyone would uh do and then uh they go up they try to get his blood he pretends to be asleep and then the cops show up and then another amazing squirt of blood come out of the deaths are amazing in this i thought they were really creative um you saw them coming a mile away but uh 
the the way that they looked so real but not real what, what was good i guess that would be in, in the realm of campy murders so the cops get murdered great murders um and the the cop radio starts going off and they're like what's your 20 how are you guys doing out there and b samara weaving the babysitter asks cole joda lewis um he knows police uh codes and she's like what's the code what do we say back to these guys and he's like fuck you i'm not telling anyone he's like all right say that say that it's a 1053 and they're about to and then they don't i looked up what 1053 means 1053 in cop code means person down so someone's injured we need more help we need backup it's not it's just 10 4 that's it if you've seen any movie you should know um like i said there's very creative deaths in this uh um the one character andrew bachelor who plays john he's also known as king batch uh he's got a good death where he uh falls down the stairs and gets some kind of sharp award thrown through his neck uh robbie amel who plays max he is kind of encouraging cole to stick up for himself and you know kind of faces fears which is really ironic because he wants to kill him too but like before he kills him he's like i want you to go um you know stick up for yourself and and be a man and blah 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 and it and the whole time cole's like you gotta be fucking kidding me like you guys are trying to kill me but you want to take time out of your day to like teach me how to you know be you know morally responsible for my for my feelings and and everything uh and i thought that was really funny way to do that this movie wasn't you know shooting out with uh crazy new ideas but it had enough going on for it that it was just just entertaining it was like i said very predictable but whatever sorry i kind of switched the gears there Hannah may lee who plays sonia uh she has a funny death in the in the crawl space uh he blows her up with uh with a with a rocket uh, or no, uh, fi fire firework in the crawl space. And when I was writing crawl space, I'm like, oh, I understand why they call it a crawl space because you have to crawl in that space. I'm new here, I'm sorry. And uh, and when she's stuck in the crawl space and the firecracker goes off and she goes, I'm still alive, you son of a... And it blows up and that was really funny. Blew him back. He falls out of a window from the top floor. He gets blown away by um, a firework like huge explosion he falls out of a tree he gets i think he falls down the stairs at one point too like this cole kid gets a lot done to him so and he watches people die in front of him which is sometimes going to be a little traumatic yeah it, like i said it's only an hour and 25 minutes so this movie kind of flew by if it was only done in the house it's not. It, it it moves around. It goes from inside the house. Uh, it goes outside the house. It goes into the garage. It goes into the crawl space. It goes upstairs. It goes across the road to his neighbor's house. Um, if it was just in the house, that would have been really boring. But because we uh, get a different kind of scenery here and there, it's uh, 
it's it, it, it's fun and it and, and it moves quickly. He he goes back into the house and the cheerleader when the cops first came, she got shot in the tit and um then she attacks Cole and then she gets really upset with him because he defends himself and he punches her boob with the bullet in it and um she gets so mad and then she's going to kill him again and then he just like kind of strokes her vanity a little bit and she is kind of like oh that's really nice of you like just pretty much saying yeah you're a beautiful girl you could be anything you want um and cole is just obviously trying to kind of sugarcoat her so then she doesn't kill him um because he is younger than all of them so they are all kind of bigger than him uh and then samara weaving you don't really see her a lot in the movie other than like the starting and then the middle of the film she's in the house doing something or they're all trying to find him and max the jock finds him and tries to get him to defend or try to get him to stick up for himself because his bully comes back and exits house like i said i'm jumping all over the place here i'm just thinking about different things but yeah when he's um kind of talking to the cheerleader and trying to make her feel better. And the cheerleader's played by Bella Thorne, um, Allison. And I was like, wasn't she like in a really big scandal or something? I forget. I I don't remember. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, right. She started an OnlyFans and then got all these people to, to pay her money and then like pretty much gave them like a picture of her Instagram or offer Instagram or something. And I was like, oh, right, that was the Bella Thorne thing. But like, whatever, who gives a shit? If you're dumb enough to pay for that stuff that's free all over the internet, then you kind of deserve to get got. Scams are scams. You know, if you believe the scam, then you're part of it. So Cole goes over to the next door neighbor's house, I think after he aces Max and uh, gets her to call the cops. Now, when they're over there, Samara weaving the babysitter, B, which is funny, and I'm just babysitter, B, B, babysitter, B, babysitter starts with B. When he goes, when he goes over to the Melanie's house, um, his crush in high school, uh, she, he gets her to call the cops, but then uh, B comes over with a shotgun and they're hiding in the shadows. And I'm just like, why the fuck doesn't she just turn the lights on? Like, kind of just silly. I wouldn't do it like that if I was a murderer. Um, but yeah, just a little kind of silly. Doesn't really make, didn't really make a lot of sense. Um, but whatever. These movies aren't supposed to. Then uh, they all go back and he kind of confronts B, asks her what's going on with the, the, um, the ritual, the blood ritual. And, uh, yeah, they're just kind of bullshitting each other up until the end. So not now that I'm really talking about it, it wasn't that good of a movie. It was kind of confusing in a way. Maybe I wanted a little bit more story, a little bit more. Maybe that's in the sequel. I'm not too sure. Um, I would probably say that uh, uh, Bare Naked Ladies One Week video was probably more entertaining than this movie. But I did like how it moved and how it um, kind of unfolded over and over again um but just not a lot of uh it was just a lot of death which is always fun and that's kind of what you're looking for in a horror movie i would in in genre sequences this would be like i would say this is horror maybe like i would say 
comedy adventure horror maybe it had um kind of had uh like zombie land vibes a little bit kind of had um home alone vibes almost uh but yeah i wouldn't watch the trailer because i was shocked by the randomness um of, of of what happened um Now, at the end, when they're kind of bullshitting each other, B asks, let, let me just go, and we'll just say that all these, the the jock, the cheerleader, the funny guy, um, and the outsider, they all just let us go, or, 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 or they attacked us. We'll just say that they try to attack us, and then I'll still be your babysitter, and none will be the wiser. Wiser. I'll have a wiser and ginger ale. So, would you let her go? She seems pretty cool, but I don't know. She did just try to kill you, but she did save you from Bella Thorne. She blew Bella Thorne's head off, which was great. A lot of brains in this. Um, kind of boring now that I'm thinking about it, but what are you going to do? So let's just rate this bitch. On From Dust Till Dawn, we like to rate our films with uh, Dawn's dollars, $1 being the least that you'd spend in a movie theater to go see it, and... 10 being the most that you would go and spend and watch it in a theater. Um, and with, I was, I was chuckling uh, at a lot of things. There was a lot of, what do you call that in comedy? Comebacks? No, not comebacks. They were, uh, what do you call that? When, when, when a joke, when you have a joke, like, so for an example, the babysitter, when she gets there, asks the mom, where are you guys going? And the mom says, we're going to the Hyatt. We're going to live live large. Later in the film, Cole tries to call the hotel at the Hyatt. And he's like, my mom's at the Hyatt. She's living large. And I chuckled pretty hard at that. So what are those called? Someone let me know. What are those called? Anyway, uh, so... Let's get back to the rating here. It was funny. Good amount of gore. Everyone was pretty funny. Everyone was a pretty good actor. It was camp enough. I'm going to say $4.35. Okay? $4.35. That's all I got. Um, and other than that, I just want to thank everyone for... Uh, following listening sharing please go rate subscribe and uh go follow the instagram from dust till dawn podcast and uh yeah oh what was that oh my babysitter's here love you